All right. Uh, man, I'll just kick straight into it. Why not? No worries. Yeah, let's go for it. All right, man. And welcome to the Pagey Train. Uh, today, having the show with me, Arkadas, uh, um, actor, director, writer, um, award-winning filmmaker. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, man, I think this is a perfect episode uh, because, like, everything's in lockdown. Um, yeah. uh, we uh, um, obviously can't have people in the studio, um, but um, uh, you're currently in lockdown. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I think this is a perfect time to do a, a lockdown episode of the Pager Train with you. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's worked out in a bizarro but kind of, you know, great, great way, hasn't it? So I think... Um, yeah, I'm in quarantine, so uh, just a couple of weeks in, in this really lovely, can't complain, this really lovely room, <laughs> lovely place. I'm in Thailand at the moment, in Bangkok, yeah. um, but I know that things back home are obviously, I just left as it was getting really intense in Sydney, so yeah. I, um, yeah, hearing from all my friends that it's quite not looking great at the moment, but look, you know, these are the, these are the moments of life now, isn't it? So it's kind of about getting through getting yeah, through when it's all comparative really like how bad is bad um we're going through some That's bad right. stuff but when you look at the rest of the world man i don't think we're doing too bad it's all oh, when you look at the totally. contrast you know we're not doing too bad like if this is no, bad, no, no. um no, this is a bad that i think we can manage but you know oh look yeah, yeah. absolutely if, I, I think if that's the worst if this is one of the worst situations in australia i think it's definitely manageable um the whole world's going through it exactly as you said so you know i'm in asia at the moment and i'm you know watching stuff on the news and talking to people here and much more relaxed here and there's way more cases and stuff but it's much more relaxed so i think like people here just know how to deal with more with a deal mm -hmm. better i should say with a with a pandemic or an endemic whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. um so yeah, I think Australia is just going through a bit of a learning curve, you know, just like every other other place that hasn't dealt with anything like this before. Yeah, well, as artists though, it's uh, I, I like uh, the fact that we're still about. Um, it, it's still we're still able to navigate through a world in a pandemic. I can't. Don't get me wrong. I can't wait for this damn pandemic to be over. Uh, but some uh, yeah. beneficials have come. Out, uh, some benefits have come out of it, I guess. Like, um, I suppose it's a really thin silver lining there for a lot of people, but. Um, no, I've, That's gotten right. of, I've gotten a lot of work done, man, during during COVID. Look, uh, honestly, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm sort of bragging or anything, but I, I've had the busiest sort of year, really, uh, busiest year to, to almost from last year onwards, so around mm. August last year. And it's, it's, I'm blessed, you know, I feel really great about it uh, because work is the best way to sort of move through this kind of, this kind of crazy mm. times. Um, but I was also talking to an, my agent and a few other colleagues in the industry, and they were saying that, you know, it's pretty great to see that our industry, film, television, um, especially not so much theatre, but film and television has be, have become quite, you know, pandemic proof or COVID proof, however you want to call it. Like, you mm. know, the fact that we can sort of work around restrictions, we can work around crazy sort of changes um, as long as you have all the things in place. And I know it's a headache for a lot of the producers and then the networks and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, we can get it done. And, and I think the one thing that never stopped during this whole thing was us because you know, people are staying at home and they're wanting to watch movies and they're wanting to watch TV shows and they're wanting to watch, you know, there's commercials need to be made and stuff needs to happen. So I think, um, I think we're kind of blessed in a, in a weird, weird way. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's really weird. Um, uh, my audience is growing. Um, the products that I make have become more broad. Um, uh, I'm certainly doing a lot more streaming services for people. <laughs> Right. Um, so yeah. I've, yeah, you know, business has picked up. There was a, de there was definitely a moment there where business just stopped and ceased. Um, but yeah. then there was an uptake and then there was sort of like a bit of a, um, a digital gold rush, if you like. 
Um, I, yeah. I, I've just I've been very busy during this time. Um, that's like great. Said, yeah. You know, yeah. 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 It has definitely been a digital gold rush. That's a good way to to put it. I think um you know and we're also connected over like you know we can do this. Um, we're also connected with Zoom and Skype and whatever and in the internet and Google. Uh, so, uh, like for example, when we were going into, uh, I worked on a film. Uh, probably jumping ahead here, but I worked on a film here out west, which we went into development um in Sydney while it was like literally the first lockdown, you know, in March yeah. 2020. So. We made that film through lockdown, which is pretty, pretty astonishing, really. Yeah, um, yeah totally, man. I was in a film during lockdown. I, I was in a, mm. um, uh, in a, uh, a kung fu action film. Um, wow. So, yeah, I got to be the bad guy uh, at the end of this um, uh, film, which is uh, actually about coronavirus. Um, <laughs> okay, right. So, yeah, I, I was collecting uh, people to experiment on them in this film. And, I, right. um, yeah, I was the, uh, the bad guy. That, um, I had a big shout out to Maria Tran. Uh, she got to kick my ass at the end of the film, uh, which was fantastic. It was a lot of fun doing fight choreography. Yeah, um, great. So, you know, it's, it's still working. Um, uh, and for someone, I'm more of a, you know, I'm more behind the camera than in front of the camera. Um, don't right. get me wrong, you know, do the, you know, do hostings and do um, voiceovers, but, you know, a- acting on camera, it's not something I do a lot of. Um, yep. how, how do you find that? Because you do both. You, you're, you're, you're both mm. behind and in front of the camera. Is there, is there, is there yeah. moments that you favour between the two? Like, do you favour being an actor more than a director? Or, or what? No, it's a good question. Um, I haven't been directing for too long. Uh, I've only been sort of directing for the last, well, I mean, it's been a while if you think about it, but I, I guess like I'm still sort of in the, you know, the, the growth stage of being an act, uh, being a writer director. Mm. Acting is something I've done for a long time now. Oh, well, well a lot longer now, uh, at least, at least, you know, a decade. So um, I think acting comes quite naturally to me. I'm able to sort of slip in and out of characters and, you know, read scripts and, and understand it. I, I, I get, I get that world pretty pretty quickly i started on stage as well so uh, i've done sort of different forms of acting um when it comes to behind the camera stuff i'm still very new to you know the technical components of of directing and filmmaking um i'm still learning a lot um but in terms of scripting and writing and creating the world and development um and and an actual direction in terms of like directing actors um that stuff comes a little more easier to me mm-hmm. so i think um I think, you know, everyone has their shortcomings and their sort of advantage, strengths and weaknesses, I guess. So uh, it's about strengthening as much as you can, but it's not about sort of like s- stressing because you don't know something. So I like mm. to have like, you know, good, a good, I like, that's why I'm very collaborative. I like to work with, um, you know, got people that are technically minded um, that, that can help me with my shortcomings. But um, look, uh, in terms of favoring, uh, I don't know, I really enjoy directing a lot and I enjoy writing a lot nowadays um but I think it's just about the project like I don't think I would enjoy so much you know writing for other people constantly I think that I would like to write for myself and and projects that I'm interested in or write with people that I'm interested in Mm -hmm. writing with um and directing things that I think are interesting and cool like I don't think I'd be just directing for the sake of it um whereas I do that a lot for acting (laughs) um you know job (laughs) jobs that necessarily it's not something that my not every gig is my favorite gig you know but it's 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 a, it's work so you, you have to do it but some things come along that are really cool and some things are like Meh. um but yeah you just yeah so i don't know kind of 50 50 <laughs> okay yeah i don't know i think um when it comes to directing i think there's things that i've directed that i necessarily wouldn't have directed if i was leading the project um yeah i'm um, being hired yep. to direct is 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 really cool but 
Um, yeah. There's, there's things that I, I know, like, I know what you mean though, like things that are, that are coming from you um, uh, and you have a vision for a story. Um, but yeah. um, I, I think there's an interesting pendulum there um, because if you, when, once you start going into other people's work, it's harder to get back to your work. That's what, that's the journey mm. that I've sort of been on when I'm working on other people's projects. It, it's um, you, all of a sudden you get um, uh, taken up by all of their work and you're not doing yeah. what, you're, what you're writing and directing. Um, but you had, you did have a really good hit, yeah. um, with, uh, uh, Kana Kazana. Um, uh, so massive, massive congratulations on that. Um, uh, award-winning, uh, made in the, made yeah. best in the West award, uh, for, uh, 2020. Was it 2020? Yeah, that's right. Last yeah, year. Yeah. 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 Last year. Sorry. I've got, I've got, um, all, a COVID blur over, over all, all of this. Blurry. Yeah. All yeah. Blurry. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I think, um, that, that was a film that was really well received, um, we had uh, people contacting us after the fact, um, which is ah. interesting. Um, so that doesn't ha- that doesn't happen a lot with um, Made in the yeah, West films. Wow. So there's always yeah, wow. not well, not the broad spectrum of them. So there's always one or two films yeah. that we get past and over correspondence about. And yours was one mm-hmm. of them. So, oh, um, that's amazing. Yeah, no, I had such a lovely response from here. Uh, Made in the West. Um, it was the final sort of run home for the film. Um, it was the final festival that I. I that we did um uh it was the home sort of the home one you know it was made in western sydney um it was sh- written in western sydney you know I, I think i i think i did i finished off the script when i was living in lidcombe at the time with my my parents place in all yeah. around auburn lidcombe that's where i was i was when i was writing it um and you know we, sh- we shot it in strathfield it's it's all sort of you know really western sydney crew, crew and creatives a lot of them um so yeah it was just fitting for it to finish at made in the west and you know win the awards were just amazing um like you know my 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 lead actor was so happy my cinematographer was so happy and the whole team was really stoked it was a great night um and it was good to be able to do it in person because i know it was a that was a weird year and you guys did a great job of like you know organizing it and making sure it ran smoothly Mm. which i think is a big testament to you guys um yeah and i got i got reached out to so much after you know um about the film saying that people saying that they really enjoyed it and what what I could, they could see of mine next and you know the stuff like that so really appreciative of that yeah no there's definitely yeah there was people uh, we can't talk too much about it but there's people talking features about this film there's yeah. people that are talking like longer form content out of it mm. it was that impactful so i think that's something yeah. to be said for that film definitely but totally. um uh, working with though but working with some of the main the west crew though i've been uh, interviewing people recently people like bina uh botticharger mm-hmm. Um, I know that Matthias Bowler uh, is uh, oh, on yeah. the team. Shout so, out to Matthias. Yeah, yeah, big shout out to Matthias. Um, you guys, the champion. Are, He's a champion yeah, of Made in the West. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, he, he won the <laughs> year before you, actually. Mm. Um, that's right. He did it before me. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, with Campesinos. Uh, lovely, yeah, lovely right. film. Absolutely fantastic film. Um, but um, yeah, uh, you guys are working on Here Out West. So can you talk a little bit about that project? Yeah, we're working on a couple of things, Matthias and I, actually. Uh, one thing is here out west, which was where we met. Um, so it's more of a bigger collaboration, that one, with um, eight writers. You know, you mentioned Bina. Um, there's also Vaughn Padiag, who's a, you know, also a Western Sydney filmmaker, writer, uh, producer as well. And there's a, a bunch of others, Claire and Dee and Tien, Nisreen. I won't mm-hmm. name them all, but they're all, they're all fantastic Western Sydney filmmakers and up-and-coming mm-hmm. writers and creatives. Um, so we met gosh it's been four years now which is actually crazy so 20 2018 i think we uh three years now 2018 we met um the development first day of development for here out west mm-hmm. initially it wasn't anything to do with here out west it wasn't, that wasn't even the title it was just basically an initiative 
to get emerging writers from Western Sydney to to come together and and, and write something. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all, all sort of helmed by uh, a couple of great people. Um, one is Co Curious, which is a company that's producing, uh, mm-hmm. and another company is Emerald Productions, who which is run by Sheila Jaidev and Lynn Norfer. Um, I really have been working with Sheila already for about five six years. We really sort of knew each other, um, and. I mean, I just, I just, you know, I just love her and everything she does. Oh, some so. big names have come out of Emerald, man. Like, um, yeah, because when, I was, when yeah. I was doing um, um producing and um broadcast for um Television Sydney, a lot of their content would come through, and they they did they yeah. worked with some big, pretty big players. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, they've got some really great features in the works and stuff. Mm. So Sheila and I, I mean, she did Ali's Wedding, which was a really famous, you know, a great film in Australia. Um, she also did a recent series called Stateless for Matchbox. So she's mm. been doing a lot of cool stuff. So anyway, so when she kind of put the initiative together and uh, I just basically applied because at the time I wasn't doing anything and I thought, oh, this would be great. You know, and I wasn't going to, but sort of last minute, sorry, mm. last minute I decided to apply. Um, so I remember talking... Yeah, so once I applied, I mean, you know, I got in and then we were we were uh, we were in the development and it was yeah. like we didn't know what we were making. So we were just kind of there with zero idea of what was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And I think initially it was meant to be a bunch of short films. So it was meant to be an idea of like a web series or anthology web series or a short film series, you know, interconnected. But that's the only idea we had. And then, you know, it took a lot of work and and a great mind like Blake Ashford, who is who was our mentor and who was our sort of showrunner. Um, and he basically had the, you know, brain gasm to like put it all, you know, to kind of find the spine and the thread of the story. So I think yeah. once we started to talk about things and started to spitball a little bit by the second development room, which was six months later, um, they came to the producer said to us, look, we're going to, we're going to make a feature film, which is, which was really exciting. And just the fact that, you know, we were going for the big, the big one. Um, so Yeah. Well, here we are three and a half years later. I mean, we shot, we made, did our production during COVID. We got funded just before we got into that lockdown in 2020. Then we did a lot of development by Zoom. Um, we did our final scripts and final passes and our drafts by Zoom. Um, yeah, we couldn't really meet each other. We just kind of had to, um, sorry, is that coming? It's not coming up, is it? Nah, that's fine. It's fine. It's okay. totally fine. Sorry, notifications. You're brushing the audience's hair aside. <laughs> I'm brushing know. some stuff just off a bit. Just relax. No, no, no. Just relax. <laughs> should, have logged out, should have logged out all my social media. Um, anyway, so basically, uh, yeah, about a year later, I mean, a year and a half later, we were, we were in production and we felt very blessed because, you know, we were one of the early projects in Australia to go into to, to production during that yeah. year. It was like the second film or something like that. Um, and being an indie you know, uh, it was difficult because we obviously didn't have that kind of crazy budget. We had a decent budget, but nothing like crazy. Um, and we had to deal with all the COVID, you know, insurance and pro- policies and protocols. And and then we had, you know, actors coming from interstate and directors coming in from interstate. So it was a, you know, I don't, I don't envy the producers. I think they had one of the toughest jobs um, mm. in the world. And as eight writers as well, sort of being a part of this big thing that had a lot of moving pieces, you know, I really do commend them for for being able to get this together, and also, at the end of the day, making a really beautiful film, which we've we've seen now um, the final the final version. Um, there is some exciting news about the film that's coming out, but I can't go into it yet. But you know, um, I think everyone should keep their eyes out for it. Uh, it's, it's a Western Sydney. You know, I a lot of the writers and including myself feel that it is really groundbreaking for Western Sydney filmmaking. And it's also groundbreaking for Australian filmmaking. Um, 
yeah and not just saying that because we, we wrote it but we definitely feel like <laughs> it is it is a um you know it does feel like a shift sort of in the paradigm of like Australian film and I think that uh you know it's fresh and unique and yeah it's it's new yeah, I definitely think it's something that people should be keeping their eye out for. Um, it's a very, very interesting project um, with a lot of moving parts that um, have a lot of um, different directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see it. I really am. I've, I've, uh, yeah. I think I've talked to, uh, in the last, you know, six months, I think I've talked to like four or five people who are involved in this project. Right. And, um, and every time I hear about it, I just get more and more excited about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely keeping my eye out for Here Out West. Um, yeah, absolutely. We're, yeah. we're nearly at the starting 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 block, so that's going to be exciting. I just I think because of the lockdown stuff, it's a bit on hold at the moment. But I think once we sort of push through that, I think there will be some great news out there. Yeah, totally. Uh, but that, I think that that's just part parcel. Like it, there's a whole bunch of opportunity to write. There's a whole bunch of opportunity to do pre production, production, and post production. But there's not a lot of opportunity to distribute. So we're in this weird mm. position at the moment of like having this freedom <clears throat> to make a lot of content. But yeah. there's actually a lack of platforms to show it. So we've got it's a bizarre ratio at the moment. Normally the That's ratio true. is the other way around. So um, you're right, you're right. That's a really good point. I think um I think especially with cinema distribution as well. I mean, you know, theatrical releases, it's really difficult right now because you can't get people to go to the movies because mm. a lot of cities they're not allowed to, things are closed, you know, it's such a weird time. So it is difficult. I don't again, I don't envy them as well. But um <laughs> But I think all we can do as creatives is sort of make things um, and, you know, like hope that the agencies and the government bodies, they sort of work around all this, all this stuff. Yeah. Well, with the, from a producer side of things, I I can just, the way that we sort of plan stuff is we look at it like a Tetris game. All these pieces have to go together, but it's a Tetris game. If it starts to go wrong, you have an action plan. So if this happens, this plan gets happens. Uh, If this happens, this plan happens. So there's lots of, um, workarounds so um there's workarounds or um uh, the workaround to postpone so something yeah well if things really fall apart i can postpone this and then do it there so some you need you need to put planning in now for postponement yeah i think i think postponement is a big part of life now isn't it so it's kind of about putting things off until you know things get better and playing the game that way so yeah, yeah i mean as I said, I don't envy being a, not being a producer. Oh, there's but, a uh, dice roll to it all, man. There's definitely a dice roll to it. So when you're setting up your thing, whatever that may be, production or um, a public exhibition, which is the hardest, public exhibition is really hard. Um, when yeah. you when you get, if you set a date on something, there's it's there's no predicting what can happen around that date. You just gotta, you've just yeah. got to run for the finish line. That's my recommendation to anyone out mm. there. Run for the finish line. And have a plan to get in and out. If you if it's going to fall apart on you, have a plan to get around that. That's and, right. Yeah. And, and and let that know to your investors and everyone and all of your stakeholders, because uh, that's that's the mm. big part of it. People are going to be disappointed out of that. So I think the industry is learning a lot about resilience um, through this yeah. exercise. It's really becoming yeah, resilient, yeah. and different ideas are, are are flourishing. And and the way that we look at, especially pre production and post production. Um, through Zoom, through, I think, the linking of um, the idea of not just being an email conversation, it's now a Zoom conversation. It's a Zoom and email conversation that might be integrated with a, a work um, application like, you know, mm. um, uh, Asana or, you know, Teams mm-hmm. or something like that. So there's all of this task allocation software that is out there at the moment. And right. I, just, I just find it very impressive, like... Um, because you know running so many networks and so many work teams if you do that purely over email these days you're doing a lot of work 
So you want to shorten yeah. that down and, and use um, available platforms that are out there. Um, so um, yeah, that, that big tip to you, uh, producer and uh, directors out there, check out the software that is out there um, to That's manage right. to manage your work teams. Um, I think yeah, Asana is one I'd recommend straight up. It's free. It's um, uh, Creative Common, um, but. Uh, not to get too nerdy and bulk down into how to administratively look at your film. <laughs> um, uh, so what have you got going on at the moment, Arka? Um, so at the moment, well, just before I came, actually, uh, speaking of Matthias again, um, mm. can't sort of, can't shake him off. But yeah, speaking of <laughs> Matthias, we we were working on a, uh, a series called, uh, gosh, I mean, it's a, it was an ancillary project to, here out West. Um, it's called Eight Nights. It was a, is a, web series about sort of like it's a docu web series about sort of food culture in western sydney um and looking at all the different hubs and the western sydney food hubs um we were about to actually start shooting on the sunday and the saturday the premiere called the lockdown so it was a really sort of yeah it was a it was like we were like it was a crazy week i mean that's 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 the simplest way to put it but you know yeah. it was definitely like sort of lots of back and forth and we were like should we go should we not you know we were going to do it we were still going to shoot it um because we were you're allowed to shoot obviously as a, as, a, as you know uh, um, with permits but we just kind of predicted that things were going to get really bad and then also we had a two week two to three week window before i was flying out to come here so mm. We had to get it done. And then on top of that, I mean, we were doing a live series out on the street. So basically we had to have, you know, we could be as ready as we wanted to be, but we couldn't, uh, you know, uh, plan for like what was going to happen out on the streets. And also, mm. you know, different areas were getting shut down at different times. And then like, it was like lockdown there, red hotspots popping up everywhere. So it was, it was really difficult for us to ma maneuver that. I mean, it's not like a closed set where you can just close everything and just shoot. So it was yeah. kind of a, it's a, you know, it was, it was a tricky one to do. So we postponed that. Um, hopefully it'll happen at the end of the year or in the summer or when things get a little bit better and I'm sort of back in the country. Um, but that's what Matthias and I are looking forward to working on. We, we've kind of been building that for about a year and a half. It sort of is a side project to here out West, but um, mm. it's, tied in, it's tied in with the film, but it's, it's kind of a series on its own. Um, and on top of that, I'm actually, speaking of Kana Kazana, well, I'm actually developing the feature at the moment um in the very early early development stages at the moment mm -hmm. but i'm yeah got got a lovely team to kind of help me through develop through the development process right now mm -hmm. um i'm here with a lot of time because i'm in quarantine for two weeks and then i'm here for a couple of months so mm -hmm. um in between my work here i'm trying to sort of get some pages out um yeah just sort of build that build the start of that journey as a feature i think is is, is my sort of uh goal at the moment i think um that's that's sort of the two main things I'm working on right now. Yeah, no, I definitely um uh, uh Kana Kazana. Um how exciting. I think that would be really boss as a feature. And uh yeah, I hope so. as I said, yeah. I've got yeah, I've got um uh, I've already, you know, just in the back lines, you know, obviously there's um you you you've probably got your own development team. I've got other development teams that have been hitting me up about this film. They're like, Man, is this right, dude going yeah. to make this movie? And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm pretty sure he's onto it. I'm pretty sure he's onto yeah, it. So yeah, um, no, it's good no, to I'm definitely developing that definitely trying to sort of um look it has been a slow process i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know pretend that i've been you know working really fast and hard on it but uh it it, it is one of those momentum things like mm. i've obviously been sitting with this idea in this film for a long long time um i think i wrote the short in 2016 and then i kind of shot it in 2017 and then started to do the circuit in 2018 
And then it was 2020 by the time the short sort of finished that made in the West and got all, you know, did its thing. So it's only sort of since then I've been able to even think about starting writing the feature. And um, some people work really fast. I'm just, I've just had a bit of other stuff going on. And here at West took a lot of my time last year and this year. And just never really kind of, I know I just kind of banked it for a while, but I, I, I know exactly what sort of is going to happen. It's just a matter of getting the Going wheels the moving. Process, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I know it's, things are slow with feature film development, especially indie feature films. I mean, just either it can be done, I guess it can be done really quickly if you've got the, the financing or it can take its sweet ass time. So um, <laughs> I'm okay with that at the moment. I think I used to be sort of very like hell bent on getting stuff done quickly. But I think that as I've grown, I've kind of realized it's, just everything has its own sort of process and everything has its own time time stamp and time frame. So mm-hmm. you kind of, even if you want to get ahead of it, some things will slow you down. But then like, it's kind of like, if you think about it, it's like you might run fast and, and there'll be a wall that'll just stop you anyway, which is out of your control. Or, you know, you can just kind of walk and see the wall and go, okay, I can see it. And I'll just sort of like get to it in my own pace and walk around it. And then you kind of at the same pace anyway. So I think, you know, so many things have to have to come together for a, a project like a feature film to be made um if you could just do it on your all on your own that would be a different story but you know, so. <laughs> i suppose you could but then you'd, you'd have a question of quality the quality, yeah, the quality would drop. Is- and then if the aesthetic works with the quality of doing it handheld all as a solo operator um uh that would be that'd be interesting but i don't think oh, yeah. a lot of films totally. like that exist Oh, I mean, they do. T- they totally do. You can totally run and gun it if you want, but I just think like you know, it depends on what you're trying to make. I think if you're trying to make a, a you know, a, yeah, a Shogun style kind of, you know, get the camera on the shoulder, let's go for it kind of film, mm. then absolutely you can do it. Then it's about you putting it together and putting the post in and blah blah blah. But I think if you're trying to have a proper strategy with a feature film that 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 hits the right market and goes to the right audience and you know the right people see it and. Mm you want to do it properly for lack of a better word, then I think uh, it's got to go the longer route. Yeah, totally. Um, I don't know. Sometimes, uh, I don't know. I, you've inspired me actually. You've inspired me with um, your um, uh, Kana Kazana script. Cause I, I was looking at um, a film that I made um, uh, seven years ago called Pushing mm-hmm. the Envelope. And it's this gangster film that's in Western Sydney. It's kind of a little Ooh. bit of tongue in cheek. Um, and uh, it's all with, you know, Australian accents um but um uh but a very multicultural sort of film so right, cool so um uh um yeah um it, it's it's a bit of a paradoxical stereotypical non-stereotypical thing so it's stereotypes mm-hmm. but non-typical stereotypes uh cool um so uh just basically a cross-section of western sydney just normal people yeah. just put them in extraordinary yeah, yeah, yeah. roles so <laughs> these ordinary people in extraordinary roles and yeah. and uh, I don't know. I just when I when I wrote it, I'm like, this is one of my babies, right? I want to I want to turn this yeah. into a feature. And then when I wrote it and I did it as a three act thing that went for 15 minutes. And yeah, as I reflected on it, I watched it the other day and I'm like, man, this is the feature film I want to write. So mm. I, um, I was going through my notes and I've crazily enough had this thought like five years ago and I started writing this feature. So um, yeah, I've picked it up again now that COVID's happened. Yeah, um, great. So I'm now that's the, that's where I'm exploring is is expanding out those nice. ideas. I think um, mm-hmm. I think there comes a time as a filmmaker where you do that. Um, I, I, I know I talk to two kinds of filmmakers. I talk to filmmakers that jump straight in and do a feature and realize the depth of that problem um, because making a feature is a big fucking problem right, that you oh, got to yeah. solve. It's a massive problem you got to solve. Yep. 
and yeah. I, um, I've worked with um, and, and discussed with directors that do that. Go out and make an hour 20 feature length film, uh, do it all on a DSLR, um, you know, that, this sort of running gun um, sort of uh, filmmaking. Mm. But then I've talked to other um, uh, writers actually that become directors or actors that come, become directors and they go that longer route. And some of them that I've talked to, it's may have taken them 10 years to get their feature idea just together, just the idea together. Mm and then start writing and it might take them another five years to do that. So from realizing mm. a film as a filmmaker, it might be 15 years before you make your first feature. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I always look at it as like a five year, probably a five year project for me. That's like the minimum. And then it's kind of like, it could be longer and it probably will be. Mm. Um, like, as I said, I mean, I, if I, if I start counting the journey of kind of from when I first penned it, which is 2016 ish, um, where I had the idea, that's you know that's already it's already been five years so it's kind of like time just flies but yeah i might not if i don't count the short and i count the start of the feature i mean i'm just kind of starting now so probably another three to five years before i mean i hopefully it's it's quicker because i do have a proof of concept and i do have a short film to go for it I, mm. you know i do have things to show for it so i think that's what helps if you make the shorter version um if you if, if it allows for it if your film allows if your story i should say allows for a shorter version and if you can make it to show what you're, you know, it's a proof of concept. You're just showing that this is what I'm trying to make. Um, I think it can only benefit your project in the long run because, you know, you go to some festivals, you win some awards, maybe, you know, you show them what you made. Um, you show them what you're capable of, what kind of genre, what kind of style, what, what, how you work, what, you know, what your directing style is, um, all that stuff. So then they have a little bit more trust in you or the people that are going to give you money have a bit more trust in you of going, okay, cool. I'll give you this much money because I feel like you can do it. Whereas if you're just kind of going in blind, I mean, the other way to do it is you make your own feature and you just run and gun it and show them that, but it's kind of like, yeah, then as you said, there's a quality issue sometimes that comes up because you're, you're not sort of getting the help from the different, you know, it's not lit properly. Some shots are going to be soft. Yeah, that's right. You know, some shots you should that's attract, right. but you've just done it on shoulder. Um, there, yeah, there's, so if there's you a whole have bunch of things the, that can go wrong with if that. you have the technical, you know, expertise on that stuff, it obviously helps. Like, uh, I think someone, a friend of mine once said, like, filmmaking, you know, is like the army, you know, it's like being in the army or it's like a military kind of thing. And, and basically, instead of looking at it as like such a creative thing, like you can start looking at it technically as like a military or an army, like mm. when you're making the actual, actual thing and everybody has their role, you know, there's a, there's a bit of a hierarchy, there's sort of like people telling you what to do and you kind of do your part and you do it really well. And then that's how the whole thing comes together, you know, like, um, so I think that's, there's a lot to be said for that kind of way of filmmaking and, and the traditional way of, way of filmmaking and sort mm. of, um, of course you can sort of like modernize it and do your own version. Um, mm. but I think, I think, and you don't need that extensive crew. You could do it with a smaller crew. You could do it with a skeleton crew, you know, you can do it with the, whatever your budget allows. So, there's, there's amazing independent films being made now for, for like two, three million dollars. And that's, you know, that's as low end of the budget scale. Mm. Um, even here out West wasn't a huge budget at all. And, you know, I can say that the team pulled together and it's such a beautiful looking film. So it's, it's, all, it's all possible. It's just a matter of, I think, having a good story and, and you know, um, yeah, the vision. Yeah, I think you touched on something there with um, um, militarizing the operation. Um, uh, yeah. a, little, a little bit of history in that. Um, uh, uh, film production actually came out of the military. It already yeah, had right. it. And uh, I always look at um, a camera as a crew served weapon. Um, so, you know, it's the asset. 
everyone protects the asset and totally. you use that to totally. do your that's that's where battle is sought and in fact it's <laughs> yeah. called a sh- you, know, you shoot with a camera um, that's right yeah, you, you yeah, shoot yeah, with yeah. it and you look through an aperture in that camera it is it is mm. warlike in that sort of sense but it one is. thing i really it do is. appreciate about it is is that it's um it doesn't destroy it creates and Absolutely. so yeah, that's yeah. that's the that's the contrast so yeah, I, I yeah. definitely, I definitely agree with that. Running it as a uh, as a hierarchy, but as, as well as a collaboration as well. Um, totally. Yeah, you know, I don't look totally. at it as a dictatorship. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I guess I use the word hierarchy, but it's just more of a management term, I think, rather than a rather than a political term. I think, like you know, mm. you can have a great set where everybody knows their role and everybody knows what they need to do, and still be happy to come into to to work every day and and finish that film or whatever it is. Um, and you can motivate people like you know uh you can if i you know i strongly believe that like if people even your you know your your uh below the line crew like you know your your grips and gaffers and stuff like that a lot of the time people think that they're just kind of like there for the job and that's it and they get paid and they 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 f off kind of thing but i think like it's not necessarily true i mean you know i've i've worked on shorts and smaller projects where grips and gaffers and the electricians and whatever lx they've all come on and really enjoyed being a part of the project because they really truly think it's a cool story or they believe in in what that story is trying to say or they believe in the direction of that film or that tv show whatever it is so and you know yeah a lot of them might not read the script in in depth or at all um but they understand what they're making i think so uh yeah it's it's yeah as an actor as well i've spoken to a lot of crew in my time and i, and I do all the time when i'm on set and i like to gauge what they're feeling about the project and you can really get an idea from the crew about how it's going um and yeah i find that the ones that enjoy the the pro like enjoy the story or enjoy what's being told i think they're the happiest and they're happy to be at work and then there's some that are just like this sucks i just want to finish this job and go home um so you know i think it says a lot for you to find the right team and motivate them and and, and have a story that they can connect to and i think that yeah not every single person on your set is going to connect to your story but you know you have the key creatives of course they they do and then you have um i think it's about building the team is sort of what i'm trying to say yeah no definitely about building the team i don't know i think there's definitely a contrast though between tv crews and film crews um film crews i find to be more um like what you talk about everyone's involved in the project they want they, they see a good vision for it don't get me wrong i've been on some tv crews that look at it that way but I think yeah. the most unhappiest people I've ever seen are sound engineers <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Um, our sound operators are usually the most unhappy. Well, I don't, I don't um, really blame them, to be honest, because it's just people, <laughs> people don't shut the hell up, you know, and they just, they want peace and quiet and they can't get it. But anyway. Yeah, there's um, never, it's never quiet. There's always a plane flying over or there's always a bus going by. They're constantly in a, a, a they are very They can be very ir- irritable. Yeah, they can be very irritable. <laughs> but uh Oh yeah, no, and I, I think, agree. and with TV, I think with, I think some of that pressure comes from money as well. When the money's ticking over, because everyone's there, right. everyone's getting paid, and you've got to get that, you've got to capture that content in that moment, and that can add stress to it. But ultimately, yep. I think it's about leadership. If you've got a good leader, you generally can get a good film done. Um, and 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 that's not necessarily the director; it could be the producer as well. So if there's a exactly good, there's good leadership in there. That leadership, like the I, I, I saying that I use in this regard, is that. A fish wiggles from the head. Like if it, if, mm-hmm. if if the head is sound, um, the rest of the rest of the communication through the body will be sound as well. So I think um, if you've got a good leader that leads by example, 
Um, like, like for instance, um, you know, just little things like showing up on set. Like, don't be a don't. I always say to other directors, don't be a late director. Be an early director. Because some mm. directors rock up late, and they're like, "Well, I'm the director. I can, you can just start packing and, and, and getting <laughs> yeah, shit yeah. ready for me because I'm the director." I'm like, "No, nah, you got to be the first one there, bro, and you got to yeah, be the no, last absolutely. one to leave." You're you right. Know? You're absolutely right. And I think that I agree with you. Um, you know, when I was directing my shorts um, and things, like I would love, I just loved being on set. So I, as an actor, I've had to be on set earlier a lot as well. But I, I think you know, actors are a little bit different. You kind of have your own crew and you do your own thing. Um, until you you get called and then you come on. But I think when you're a director, you kind of go on, you see what's going on everywhere. Like you can kind of see what that guy's doing. You can see what that person's doing. Mm. You can see what the producers are talking about. You can also go and chat with the actors if you want. You can go and talk and makeup if you want. Like, you know, you can kind of oversee the whole thing. Um, but you're not necessarily the bad guy because I think the producers tend to take the role of sort of bad cop anyway, most of the time. So I think the director can kind of go on. And I think the best thing you can do as a director, honestly, is go on and talk to everyone um early in the morning or whenever you start um and you're right be there early be there on the call time like you know at the first call time um and i think just have that rapport with everyone so that you know people feel like they can work for you but at the same time they don't feel scared of you or they don't feel like you know like that you like you're just doing this for yourself and they're just kind of disposable like i think it's important to make everybody feel like they're a part of the team every time mm. and i think this stuff is quite natural things like it, these are natural things so i think it's hard to kind of teach someone how to do this but i think it's a as you said leadership thing is pretty important um but more than that just being a sociable person i don't think everyone every director has to be a leader i think every director has to somewhat be interpersonal mm. um and have interpersonal skills and be able to just talk to people and communicate um, because the, the worst thing in my opinion you can do as a director is not communicate with, with your mm. crew and your team and your cast and everybody. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, I think those are the, <laughs> those are the key sort of takeaways. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think, I think, um, uh, ultimately though, uh, if there's any advice to give out there to people, I think, you know, giving it a go starting somewhere. Totally. Um, you're not going to end up on a $3 million feature on your first go. You've got to start somewhere. No. Enter your yeah. local festivals, get on the circuit, check out the networks. Um, I think that's, that's the key, that's the key there as well. But man, I think, I think we're close to out of time um, uh, to check out your films online. Where can people go? Uh, good question. Um, they can check out Kana. So if you want to watch Kana Kazana, it's on, it's online now on Vimeo. Um, best way to get there is probably just on from my socials um you could go to my socials uh on instagram so that's just at arkadas a-r-k-a-d-a-s underscore mm -hmm. um or you could go to the kana kazana page which has got its own instagram page at kana kazana yeah. um and the link's there just you know you can click through and just go to the video and watch the link Mm -hmm. um it's yeah so it's online there and also here out west will be coming out hopefully this year so keep an eye out for that um and yeah that's, <laughs> that's it that's it where you can watch stuff yeah well thank you very much for being on the show today man i really appreciate no it worries. thanks so much for having me mate i really appreciate it and and you know thanks again for everything not a problem at all not a problem at all well you guys have been watching the page train you can find us on spotify you can find us on apple itunes you can find us 
on Amazon. You can find us on Overcast. You can find us basically anywhere you can find podcasts, iHeartRadio, and of course, YouTube. And if you've been watching this on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and of course, tick like. You've been watching The Pager Train and we'll see you next time. Sonic Boom, man, that's all done. Awesome, um, dude. Man, can I just get, I've just got to get some promo stuff. So can I get you to do double guns for me at the screen when it comes to yep. you?